I noticed something really interesting. Crickets sing in rhythm. <laughs> At the heart of the universe is a steady, insistent beat, the sound of cycles in sync. It pervades nature at every scale, from the nucleus to the cosmos. Hi, welcome to the Be Here podcast, where we talk about how we can live more mindfully by living more musically. My name is Brian Royce, and this is where I share my journey with music and mindfulness. On today's episode, we're continuing with our season-long discussion of rhythm. And today we're talking about a topic called synchrony inspired by a really interesting unlikely place which we'll get into in just a bit but before we jump in to all that we have to talk about on this exciting episode just pause with me wherever you are and take two deep breaths just to set the tone um, for what we're gonna talk about so for this one really just try and focus your attention on the feeling of your breath as it moves in and try and keep your attention as closely glued to that sensation as you possibly can. Just for two breaths and let's go. I'm glad that you've chosen to be here. Today's episode order looks like this. So like I said, we're going to talk about what is synchrony to get things going. And we're going to talk about it from a musical perspective, of course. And we're going to take a twist on today's episode and actually draw some insights from nature, biology, physics, etc. Um, if you know me, you know I'm a good like science nerd. And we're also going to wrap it up, as we always do, by connecting this discussion of synchrony in music and nature to the the task of mindfulness. And what, is, what does synchrony have to say about how we can be more mindful? So let's get right into it. The first question we have to ask is, what does synchrony mean? So simply put, synchrony is when things line up. Synchrony is when things happen at the same time. Um, or they spontaneously occur in sync with each other. That's where this word sync comes from. When you sync your phone with your computer, you sync your contacts. Um, things are aligned um, and they're happening together as they should be. And the main point I want to make on this episode is that we as human beings and um, you know products of nature have an inclination towards synchrony. That's synchrony within ourselves as well as synchrony with others. And music plays a huge role in achieving this, what I almost want to come to describe as like a, a natural force of nature, this natural inclination we have to be in sync with each other and with the world around us, as well as with our own minds and bodies. So, like I said, I drew inspiration for this episode from a really unlikely source. Really quick, let me just set, set us off with a story. So, the other night I was laying out on my balcony at nighttime and I was kind of just like in my own head a little bit um, and I decided let me take a mindful moment, take a mindful pause and I started doing like a sound scan basically which is where I kind of just pause, I'm focusing on my breathing and I'm kind of just locked into that feeling like we just did of the air moving in and out. Um, but I, what I'm doing in this scenario, in this sound scan, is I'm listening for any sounds that arise in my environment and basically just making a mental note of there's a dog barking. And then just as the sound arises and disappears, um, the thought arises in my head, dog barking. And then I, I sort of just acknowledge and then let it go. And then there's a car horn. You know, you observe the sound and then you let it go. Just like, 
you know, training for in your everyday life, you observe a random passing thought through your mind. And instead of being latched onto it and having to like pursue this thought and having it engross me entirely right now, I simply just observe it and then let it go. So I was doing that on my balcony and I was like, okay, there's the sound of crickets. There's a sound of like, um, of the pond. Um, and I was like, wait a second, these crickets, I started to meds them a little bit harder. I just, I was like locked onto the crickets now and not my breathing anymore. And yeah, it was a, a distraction, I admit, from a meditative point of view, but a worthwhile distraction because it inspired this episode. I noticed something really interesting. Crickets sing in rhythm. <laughs> it like knocked my socks off. I wasn't wearing socks, but I was like, this is insane. The crickets outside are literally singing in a chorus of synchronized rhythm. They know exactly the BPM that they're at. Um, they're singing with each other. There is actually a melody that they're creating and it's repeating in like really good time. So of course me being the super nerd that I am, pulled out, I pull out my phone, open up my voice notes and I record like 15 minutes worth of crickets. Ask me why, if it weren't for me running a podcast, I was like, I'm collecting data right now. <laughs> so anyway, I recorded 15 minutes worth of data, right? And I played it back on um, Logic or on GarageBand, which is where I record these things. And I noticed that you can actually see the waveform of the crickets, like, what's the word? Um, screeching? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Singing? We're going to go with singing the crickets singing in a in an even waveform throughout time. So of course I sat down and analyzed this and I realized that not only are they singing in in rhythm but they're keeping sort of a steady BPM of about 70 between 70 71 and 72 beats per minute. That's sort of the tempo of their um, singing. Um, and on top of that, they were playing actual notes. So I jumped on my keyboard because I don't have perfect pitch. And I realized that the notes they were singing oscillated between a B flat, an A, and an A flat. Um, in simple terms, I'm going to play this just in a moment, but in a simple terms, that's like a three notes that are like one semitone apart from each other in an ascending scale. I think let me just play it for you and I'll, I'll show you exactly what I mean. So here we are on the balcony listening to the crickets and I'm noticing that there's a strong downbeat on this note. Do you hear it? And I'm aware I'm just letting you listen to crickets right now, but I thought this was absolutely fascinating because they're just so locked in. They're singing an ascending three note melody, which is chromatic and goes over and over and over again for minutes. Okay, now here's the wild part. After a few minutes, they started to drift, right? Not in terms of tempo necessarily. They were still around the same like 70 to 72 beats per minute, but they just changed the order of the notes. So now they're singing a descending chromatic pattern that sounds like. over and over and over and over again. Okay, I'm fully aware this is kind of a weird podcast episode, but hear me out on this one. 
after that, a few minutes later, within the same 15 minute voice note, they went back to the first one and started doing the same tempo, same rhythm, same notes in the ascending order that they started with. And then you guessed it, a few minutes later, they went back to the same descending pattern, sort of the, the, the B pattern, um, all over again. Okay, so why is this interesting? Well, it really got me thinking, like, isn't it cool that, like, nature around us has evolved these organisms, which, between themselves, they don't know that they're communicating, but they're falling into this pattern of synchrony, almost as if synchrony feels good. It's almost like we are sort of inclined towards synchrony. It got me to start thinking about how, even in music, we have this natural inclination for synchrony, in that we want beats and we want sounds to line up. And when they do line up in the way that we sort of expect them to, something about it feels good. I don't know if you've ever sung along with somebody else before, but it's like a joyful feeling when you and another person are like singing in the same key and same time and like you're you're locked into an unspoken groove and things are just lining up. And I feel like that that sort of social cohesion that you feel when you create music with someone, in my opinion, this is a hypothesis I'm going to do some more research on, might be what has led us to, you know, first of all, love music so much and to collaborate in music across cultures, across generations from before even like languages started to evolve. So to demonstrate this, we're going to actually put on a metronome track. A metronome is just a steady click beat. Um, the first one we're going to start at is at about 100 beats per minute. And what we're going to notice is that when you play two metronome tracks that are slightly out of phase or out of sync, it does not feel good. But the good feeling finally comes when for a brief second they may line up or sync up with each other. And it's like, yeah, that's what we're going for. And it really kind of underscores this innate um, understanding of synchrony that we have as what I want to say is a musical species as humans. Um, and a desire for things to line up, which is why I think we just love music so much in the first place, because we like when things sound good and feel good and line up. So let's have a listen to this metronome overlaid with another metronome, which is actually going to be at 90 beats per minute. And just notice either the moments where you feel like uncomfortable, where is the discomfort? And then where does it feel like, oh yes, that finally feels right. And just pay attention to, to those feelings. So here's the metronome at 100. Let's add the 90 now. Chaos, just chaos. Until... Notice that in there, there was this one pocket where it sort of lined up and it felt like, oh yeah, that. And this is what it sounded like right here. And then it faded and drifted again. And to me, this was amazing because now we have these machines that are sticking to their, their strict um, BPM tempo. But in reality, in real life, things like the crickets, things like humans um, and other sorts of systems and cells and natural things that interact, do give each other some sort of feedback and so they may drift closer towards each other and, and maybe further away from each other again because they do interact and it's these subtle interactions that sort of um, 
incline us towards lining up with each other that I think is responsible for music being awesome and for society and for the world working in the way that it does. We, we have this desire to line up with each other and with ourselves. So guess what? Me being the super nerd that I am was not satisfied to just be like, oh, well, that's an interesting observation. So I did some research, right? I went and looked up, like, I wanted a cricket biologist on this to sort of confirm my suspicions. So when I did some research on this idea of synchrony in crickets and in nature, it turns out that this phenomenon was actually noticed first, or maybe not first, but officially noticed in 1967, um, where this... American theoretical biologist, whose name is Art Winfrey, proposed this entire research paper on um, this sort of synchrony in nature, um, talking about it from the perspective of a mathematical model, right? And so he had this mathematical model built out where he used not just this mathematical um, analysis, but some electronic experiments as well as digital computer simulations, basically saying that for populations of oscillators, basically, there are certain conditions under which natural synchronization occurs um, in physical, like non-sentient um, processes, as well as individual like animals and cells things that are individually dumb but collectively smart, which I thought was absolutely mind-blowing. Now, it turns out that the math needed a bit more tweaking, and eventually in 1974, a Japanese physicist named, I'm going to try and get this right, Yoshiki Kuramoto, saw that um, there was a way to simplify the math, and he now came along the scene with another um, postdoctoral um, assistant, and they basically described another population of oscillators, right? They basically said when things have a rhythm, like metronomes and even heartbeats, they showed that when coupled with each other, they sort of spontaneously synchronize. And this was actually a fascinating breakthrough in physics that harkened back to other experiments done way before by this Dutch physicist named Christian Huygens, I think, um, who was sick one day in his bed, and he noticed that these two different pendulums in his clocks, when they were rested on a wooden frame, and they were sort of together on this wooden frame, spontaneously synchronized one day. And then when he separated them, they drifted apart into their own individual periodicities again. And so he was the one that sort of like launched this into the realm of physics study. Um, and he realized that oscillators or pendulums will eventually synchronize when they are connected in his case by this like wooden post imagine like a wooden um, slab that is rested across say two chairs or two tables and from those you have two pendulums that are dangling and swinging at different rhythms or different periods eventually because they were connected by that wooden um, connector they eventually synchronized with each other and stayed in sync until they were separated and again, this is just further evidence to how synchrony just sort of emerges in nature just all over the place. <laughs> There's an author as well as an American mathematician and professor called Stephen Strogatz who has written about this extensively. I'm going to read a quote from his book called Sync, The Emerging Science of Spontaneous Order. Again, Stephen Strogatz is his name. It goes like this, and I quote, At the heart of the universe is a steady, insistent beat the sound of cycles in sync. It pervades nature at every scale, from the nucleus to the cosmos. Every night, along the tidal rivers of Malaysia, thousands of fireflies congregate in the mangroves and flash in unison, without any leader or cue from the environment. 
trillions of electrons march in lockstep in a superconductor, enabling electricity to flow through it with zero resistance. In the solar system, gravitational synchrony can eject huge bolos out of the asteroid belt and towards Earth. The cataclysmic impact of one such meteor is thought to have killed the dinosaurs. Even our bodies are symphonies of rhythm, kept alive by the relentless coordinated firing of thousands of pacemaker cells in our hearts. In every case, these feats of synchrony occur spontaneously, almost as if nature has an eerie yearning for order. And I loved that quote because I was like, wow, it's so cool that there's a whole body of work and thought around this idea of synchrony um, already. And it's so true. Think about, have you ever been in an auditorium before and there's a round of applause going on and it kind of lasts for a while and eventually, slowly, the claps start to like line up with each other and slowly what was just a random wall of like applause is now like an organized pulse where everybody's clapping on the same beat and it's like how did we get here it feels like we're chanting all of a sudden um like no one person got up and said all right here's the beat everybody like follow me it starts to like we all just synchronize slowly towards this natural emergent synchrony and that's just one example there's so many other examples which i notice like this is another personal example, but I have birds, right? And every morning at 6.30 on the dot, they wake me up by squawking. But I notice that when one of them squawks, the other one who is sleeping beside them will try to squawk as close to that first bird squawk as possible until eventually they're all like squawking together. They mentioned fireflies in that passage. Um, but I'm thinking like even on like a social level as humans, like we we kind of light up when we see each other, like we share each other's emotions and can experience these like in-group emotions, like group sadness or like group celebration over like a wedding. Um, even like female menstrual cycles will sync up. Like, how does that work? Somebody explain it to me. I'm thinking like on a market level, like the behavior of the stock market sort of reflects how we all kind of like light up and trade in response to each other and like other events that are happening that day. Um, he mentioned pacemaker cells and like space. I was doing some reading on pulsar stars the other day, um, which are like these stars that are spinning really far away and they let out a steady stream of light, kind of like a lighthouse. And so they appear to us when they spin in our direction um, as like a flash of light that pulses as one of the most consistent oscillations in the known universe so far. I mean, there's irregularities which they can't explain, but most people sort of tout them as like cosmic timekeepers, as like a steady pulse oscillation that's just out there. Um, and yeah, it's it, I just find it so beautiful how we have this natural inclination to sync up. I mean, I'm thinking of other organisms which sort of um, collaborate to achieve these shared goals without actually like communicating. And to me, it's kind of just beautiful that we have this thing called music that we know how to sort of manipulate to our liking that really touches on and harnesses this almost built in like desire of nature. It's almost like a force of nature to want to synchronize. And music is the best and most pleasing and most like socially um, welcoming way of tapping into this desire, this innate desire for synchrony in a way that brings people together. It helps us to process emotions. It helps us to communicate and achieve shared goals. It helps us to build relationships and build friendships. Um, it helps us to like worship in places of worship because it almost feels sort of like a natural, almost like supernatural, I guess sometimes, um, desire to just like 
be in this groove and like connect with the present moment through being lined up with this song. Because let's be real, when the metronomes synced up with each other and the beats are falling in place and everything is locked into place, something about that just feels good. And that's really the heart of what I want to explore on this podcast and in future episodes and just in real life. Like what is it about that desire to just line up and lock into place? Why does that feel so good? And why do we want to do it so much? To start to make a mindful connection here, when you are in sync with yourself and your own heartbeat and your own breath through the process of mindfulness training, that also feels good in your own body. So here's a mindfulness exercise for you to try next time you're meditating. It goes like this. Of course, you want to sit down in a comfortable position where you're not striving or straining to you know, achieve any physical posture. Just be comfortable. And then try to bring your attention to your breath immediately. So just notice the breath where you noticed it notice it the most clearly, um, and then sort of glue your attention to that automatic process of breathing, which is just happening anyway, right? You are naturally breathing in and out, but glue your attention as closely as possible to being in step and to be locked into your breath. You almost want to treat your in and out breath like your natural metronome, the thing that you're paying attention to and following closely, the thing that is like the object of your focus, and try and bring the same mental precision um, as you would bring to the, the practice of like staying on beat to a song, to that practice of mindfulness, staying in step and, and in sync with your natural breathing. See how long and how closely you can focus on that one thing um, at any given time during this stretch of meditation. You'll find that if you're like me, you can maintain your attention on that for honestly a short period of time before another um, object of mindfulness takes over by default, like I get distracted by something and I want to drift away. Um, but notice that you actually have the ability to notice that drifting which is occurring um, and bring it back, right? You are a conscious agent here that can now bring your attention back to what's happening right now in this present moment with my breath. Am I breathing in? Now I'm breathing out. Um, and you bring it back, you sort of, in the same way you'd observe the sound of the crickets and then let them go, you'd observe whatever thought takes your mind off of the task of being as in sync with your breath as possible. Um, notice it, let it go, and then come back to being in sync with what's going on here. And that really is the heart of mindfulness practice and meditation practice. Um, it's just the practice of bringing your present moment awareness to an object of mindfulness intentionally and without judgment and keeping it there. I have found personally that that sort of training feels good for me. My brain chemistry, it, I mean, there's science to support that my brain chemistry changes and the state that it creates um, psychologically in me after that is one of calm, is one of focus, um, and is one of almost contentment where you're not as worked up over some minor thing that you might have been otherwise. Um, and I mean, it, it, there is evidence that, you know, the dopamine pathways and the serotonin pathways that um, are activated are what is responsible for this sense of like calm. Um, and I mean, based on this episode, there's, I'm going to start, you know, forming my own hypotheses that there is something to do with being in step and in sync with yourself um, that is sort of um, rewarding or, you know, calming or something that we find peaceful simply based on how we are wired by nature. 
that process of meditation, just like that process of, you know, sitting in the groove of a song, is not necessarily something that you have to force yourself to do. It's not an aggressive thing. It's not like you're striving towards, oh, I gotta, gotta focus, gotta be in step. It almost, there's a sense of you relaxing into this natural rhythm of your breathing, just like how you'd relax into the natural rhythm of a song, or the beat, or the vibe, or the rhythm would just take over, and now you're just swaying, or you're just dancing, and you feel connected to a state of flow, to a state of presence that is really hard to articulate until you just feel it yourself. So I encourage you to practice this this art of mindfulness and practice like rocking into the groove of music. Some people feel like, oh, I have no rhythm, <laughs> which I don't think is necessarily true. But try and next time you listen to music, dance along to it in a way that feels not forced um, and it feels natural. And tell me, or you're not going to tell me, but think, does this feel good when you are on beat? Because my theory or my hypothesis, my argument is that when it when it locks in, when you're in rhythm and you're in step with yourself, in step with the beat and in step with other people, it feels good and it's just right. I think I take it one step further to say that when you are in sync in such a way, there is power behind that. And I mean, there's an argument to be made about how powerful music is, perhaps for this very reason. The idea that when you bring several instruments together and they're locked into place, into a groove, um, it's powerful, man. Or when you have a lot of voices protesting or chanting in unison, right? That's powerful. It commands your attention and it really gets you listening. Think about places of worship where everybody is locked in and you have this choir of voices and they're sort of like proclaiming and like declaring the same thing. Voices in unison is power instruments in unison is power and in the same way take music out of the picture if you can find a way to use mindfulness to be in right relationships and to be in sync and in unison with the people around you in your relationships in your communities um, in like your classrooms and your workplaces then think of the kind of power the social power that can be unlocked to achieve like positive change <laughs> in the world right I think there's just so much potential here for music and mindfulness to be transformational agents in how we we deal with our everyday lives and how we deal with social problems and i really i'm really just here to like encourage us to continue this conversation around how can we use music and mindfulness to better ourselves and better our communities at the end of the day that's what it comes down to and the point of this entire episode is to say synchrony exists in nature synchrony is our in like is our default state that we're inclined towards and there's power when we sync up with ourselves with music and with each other for real personal and social transformation and change that's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed this conversation, remember to follow the podcast on all your major um, podcast streaming platforms. If you found this conversation interesting, I would love if you shared it with another person who you thought or think might also find this interesting so we can continue to have these conversations um, and advance this discussion in society, I think. The song of the week this week has nothing really to do with what we're talking about, but I just, I just like it a lot. It's called Gone by an artist named Blake Rose. 
I thought it felt very like churchy, like very Hillsong churchy, I should clarify, with like the big drums and the sustained synth patterns and synth strings. It's very emotional. Like it's very heartfelt and like even the words gone, um, it's not a gospel song, it's but it's it's about like the pain of loss, I guess, and it's some very emotionally triggering content. And it just comes together in a way that kind of harkens back to that feeling of like church when you're proclaiming something and you just kind of like let it out. Anyway, go listen to it, tell me what you think. Also remember to follow the podcast on Instagram at Be Here Podcast and connect with me on anything music related on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or Twitter. Um, my name is Brian Royce. That's B-R-Y-A-N Royce. And I would love to hear from you guys with feedback, with interesting thoughts, with suggestions for Song of the Week. Let's connect. I'm here for the genuine connections. So remember to be mindful of where your attention's at today. And as always, make it good, make it groovy, and catch you next time on the Be Here Podcast.